All right, guys, coming back at you with another, an oldie, but a goodie. I keep calling them oldies, but goodies, but they're not even a year old. I did a business retreat last year where I set intentions, set goals for the new year. And I have a real method and strategy to it. In the last three years in a row, I've hit all of my major milestones and goals in business because I sit down before the year end and I actually map out my goals for the following year. And I map out strategies on how they're going to be attainable. And I reverse engineer exactly what needs to be done with milestones in order to achieve my goals in the following year. So if this sounds like something that you need guidance on, you're going to want to listen in to this oldie but goodie. I came to uh, my listeners last year after coming home from my business retreat. This year, I want to get it to you before I go on my business retreat. And I want to encourage you to go do your own business retreat as well. And I'd love to hear from you if you take action on what you've learned here today. Need some effective tactical advice that actually helps you get results and makes a real difference in your life and business? You've come to the right place. If you're finding yourself here today, it means you're getting ready to gain serious traction in your business, rapidly multiply your income and impact, and you're ready to make it happen while living all out. Guys, I'm Melissa Henault, your trustworthy corporate dropout turned six-figure business burnout turned happy and healthy CEO of a multi-million dollar online business. And you're listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. On this show, we're serving up innovative growth strategies, simple implementation methods to put them into practice, and action-stimulating inspiration tailored specifically for the modern entrepreneur. Let's dive in. Okay, so how many of you guys have ever worked in corporate or have been in leadership roles? You know, my first couple of years in entrepreneurship, I was floundering. I went from a very scheduled professional career where my calendar was full and on a quarterly or yearly basis, we would meet as a leadership team and we would create goals for the next year. And we had a very formatted process. And I realized a couple of years into entrepreneurship, I was like, gosh, I'm not really creating the space and the time to really map out my next year. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Has anybody else felt that way? I don't even know what I'm reaching for. It's just like I'm putting the wheels on the cart and headed down the road and just like, whoo, this is, this is a ride, right? Two or three years ago, I will say, actually, it probably started four years ago. I was like, I need some white space and quiet space uninterrupted from my team, from my clients, from my family to really just get into a cave as the CEO the CFO and the face of the business and really get quiet and create space to think. See, CEOs underestimate the amount of time they need to think versus anything else. We get so busy in the do. And when we're in the do, we don't have space to think forward, think ahead, right? And so it is just as valuable to create the white space to think and strategize as it is the actual do. And so about three or four years ago, I started booking a three to four day retreat far away from my house, away from my family, blocked my calendar out for my team. I wouldn't take calls from 
I highly recommend this. Don't take calls from clients. Don't take calls with your team and be in what I call flow for all the men in the group and the women. This is a time to be in your feminine. It's a, it's an energy. It's not a sexual orientation. It's an energy, the feminine flow, the energy of feminine is flow. And to be able to be moved with what moves you with a little bit of structure. Right. And what I found is putting myself in a kind of sabbatical or, or four day silent retreat, if you will, with a little bit of guardrails, I could really get into a thought process and go really deep without having to switch topics, take a call, you know, problem solve with the team. It's really important that when you're in that flow, you want to stay in that flow steady state. And that's why I think that just a couple of hours or even a day or even two days is not enough to really map out and plan your entire business for a year, right? And I know Sarah and I are back and forth about this because she has a little cabin in the woods too. And she does the same thing each year. Okay. I also recommend if you can book it somewhere by nature, again, this is me tapping into the feminine flow and creativity. See the masculine is the do, and that's what we're doing right now, right? We're showing up, I'm talking, I'm coaching, but I want you to think about how could you kind of hunker down in a place that's nature, that's going to open you up and allow you to think creatively when you're thinking about your business, right? So those are a couple of tips. What I'm going to share with you guys is really kind of a day-by-day, play-by-play, how I have planned multiple business retreats and three years in a row, I have created structure and strategy, financial goals and milestones that we have hit every single year, which is really kind of cool right? That's the other thing is how do you know you've arrived if you don't have a plan? How can you celebrate success or problem solve or do a post analysis if you're not tracking where you're going? So we have to step into our power as CEOs and not just be the solopreneur, right? We've got to be CEOs in our business. So yeah, I just want to underscore that it's really important. And I I say this really on a daily and weekly basis. My team knows this. I have learned to really protect time to think. Even if, and we're going to get into the retreat in a second, but even on a daily basis, are you blocking off some white time, like white space to just think and process? Even if it's a 15-minute walk in nature, for me, it's the cold plunge and then 20 to 30 minutes in a hot tub in nature, thinking. People think I'm not working. I actually do my best work in that quiet time, okay? All right, guys, I left my corporate career and took everything I knew and built a million dollar business on the internet in just 19 months, and you can too. My name is Melissa Hinal, and I've helped hundreds of entrepreneurs escape the corporate cage and create the business and life they deserve. Too often, building a business can be like jumping out of the fire and into the frying pan. Can you relate? Without the right strategies, you can work tirelessly, feel like you're missing out on life, and not have much to show for it. Even worse, you're no closer to finding the freedom that you wanted than when you were stuck in that job. I'm here to change that for you. On May 13th, I am hosting a seven-day virtual intensive for people ready to build a business that gives them the freedom and life they've been looking for. So how are we going to do this? Over a jam-packed week, I'll spend about 90 minutes each day to reset your strategies and build the clarity to drive 
the results and profits you desire. First, we'll build a foundation of lead generation and audience growth to connect with the perfect people. Then we're going to grow by implementing an optimized sales conversion strategy that drives results. Then we're going to scale your success with an optimized offer ladder and retain clients for longer. And we're going to do this live with hot seats and Q and A's to give you the proven processes to build your dream business without the burnout. Best of all, it's completely free to join. You deserve a business that serves you and not one that you have to serve. And when you have the right strategies and processes, you can create a business that does this. Join me free on May 13th to build grow and scale a business that will set you free. All right. The other thing I want you to be prepared for on your business retreat is I want you to come with your financials from the year before. It's really interesting. I just did, I think I have two more 90 minute strategy sessions with my mastermind members. And it always amuses me how many clients have absolutely no idea what their total revenue was last year and the total revenue per offer in their business. If you've got more than one guys, if we want to step into our power as business owners, we need to know these numbers in order to project and move forward. Right? So what I always do a week or two before I head out, if you've got a bookkeeper and a CFO, you may be the CFO of your business, but before you head out, you need to know what have been your total financials for the year. And what have been your total financials per product and per business if you've got multiple businesses? So when I went to my retreat, I knew the total revenue for our agency, total revenue for our academy, total revenue for the mastermind, and the total revenue for our live event from the last year, right? Depending on when you do your retreat, you may have to guesstimate. If you're going to do your retreat this month, you should have all the data from last year before you go on your trip. Does this make sense? You should also know before you go on your retreat. See, to me, having all of this stuff prepared before you get there allows you to just get right into flow and not spend half a day chasing things and finding them while you're on your retreat. So being prepared is really important. So the number two is know your operating expenses currently before you get there. So Blady knows a couple of weeks before I go, I'm like, hey, because she's also my bookkeeper, you know, is there anything I'm missing here from an OPEX perspective? Because occasionally we add new things. Like we actually just upgraded Asana. So now the cost per month is like $500 a month. It used to be free, right? So that's a new line item. Did you upgrade something on your website? What are your operating expenses? Are you paying an assistant? Do you have multiple people who are working for you? You want to come to your retreat knowing exactly how much dollar for dollar you are spending to run your business this past year. Okay. So very, very important. And then the last thing I highly encourage you to go ahead and come to your retreat with. And if you don't have this make space for it at the very beginning of your retreat, because if you're going hard already in the new year and you're like, Melissa, I just can't do this right now. You want to come to the retreat with a theme in mind. So you guys already shared with me, many of you, what your theme for 2023 is, because that is going to be your guiding North star as you begin to hunker down and do your business planning, right? So you want to have a theme 
for the year. I did a lot of significant breath work the weeks leading up to my retreat so that I could get really clear on my intention for the new year. And my intention for the new year, and I told you guys in the beginning, is more of the same while tripling my business. Okay. So more of the same while tripling my business. What I proved to myself last year was that I can make a million dollars a year without killing myself. I can be healthy. The year before the story I told myself is the only way to do it was to do it. And it'd be really hard and me sacrifice a lot of time. Right. And what I proved to myself last year is no, you just have to get really focused. And so now in 2023, I'm like, okay, I have this proven formula on how I can create boundaries to take care of myself, make my family a priority. And now let's see if we can work smarter, but not harder and triple our business while I stay healthy. Right? So you can see before I went to my mountain retreat, I was very clear on my intention, right? Now I knew I want to triple my business. So if I'm coming to my retreat, knowing my financials from the year before, and I know exactly how much I made in each business. Now I have a baseline for the new year and how I'm going to get to that tripling of my business for the new year. Does that make sense? So that's all the pre-work. I also suggest, I personally like using sticky notes because you can move them around. I actually come to my business retreat with huge post-it notes with certain topics I'm going to work through. And then I come with a lot of colorful post-it notes because I find it a lot easier, especially when you get into finding the gaps in your business, how you can move the gaps and the needs around and put them underneath people, or you can just move your ideas around. And I love working while I'm standing in the cabin. Pro tip, if you're booking a cabin, look for one with a lot of wall space where you can stick things, right? The beautifully decorated ones with a ton of stuff everywhere can sometimes make it hard. I found a cabin with a huge bar where I could put these huge sticky notes on the bar and actually do some writing, right? Okay. So let me give you, so let's jump into the formula I use every single retreat that you can use as well. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the basis, the key topic for each day, and then we'll go back and we'll unpack what I mean by each day's topic. So day one, I really dive into my why. Okay. Day one is a lot of why and day two is the what. Okay. Day two is the what. And then day three is the how. And then day four is really about committing to the plan through visioning. And I'll talk a little bit about this when we get to it, but committing to the plan through visioning. And you're also going to use day four to begin taking immediate action and following up on anything that you couldn't get done in the first three days. Okay. And you may be like, oh my God, how could you spend four days on this stuff? I'm telling you, I spent 10 hours a day, 10 hours a day with small breaks for exercise and meditation. And I could have stayed the entire week. I actually am thinking about doing more days next time. The more I peel back the onion, the more I realize there is to do, right? Okay. So let's get into the why. That's day one. So you get in and you unpack the night before. That's the other thing. You don't want to start day one and on your travel day. I like to get in the night before and then be ready to dive in energetically on day one when you wake up in the cabin, right? So it doesn't have to be a cabin. I just chose a cabin this time. So the why comes along with your theme, right? Why are 
you doing this business in the first place? How many of you guys hit your goals for 2022? So if you hit your goals for 2022, do you sometimes feel a little bit lost once you hit your goals? Your why has to elevate. Your why has to evolve. Every year I have hit my goals in my business. I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because I want you to understand that every year I have to set new intention. Because if you don't and you come into the new year like, oh, I hit that, you know, I hit that mark. But then what happens is you'll regress the next year. You digress because you lose vision of what you're truly capable of if you don't get curious about what's around the corner, what you can do next, right? So if you hit your goal of last year, you know, it's time to dig deep on what's your new why, right? So for me, it's creating lasting memories and joy with my family and friends. The money is just a means to the end. The revenue generated is a means to the end. My why is also to be the example to my kids of what's possible. I love calling it out to them at the beginning of the year and then watching me go for it every year, right? Being the example for my children. And my other why is creating legacy wealth and a financial wall around my family. Because at the end of the day, as entrepreneurs, we're still just trading time for money. We're glorified employees if we still have to show up every day to make our money. We're glorified employees. So my goal this year is one of the reasons I'm 3Xing my business is to take some of the profits from the business and significantly invest them in other businesses that I don't run so I can create passive income for myself to invest them into real estate that I won't run so that I can make the money I worked hard for work harder for me than I worked for it. So I just need to challenge you to get really clear on why are you going after this thing in the first place? And this may be where you have to do some work and some breath work or some meditation that first day that you're there. And so for me, again, it's about continuing that path also to being happy healthy and wealthy, right? So that is number one thing that you need to do. Number two, and this is a really critical exercise after you get clear with your why. And that is you need to bring with you your current budget. So you bring with you your operating expenses, what it costs to run your business, but you also need to bring your household operating expenses, right? So how much is it costing you? What are you contributing to your household from your business? And what are your business expenses? Because both of them impact the income additional that's going to feed your why, right? And the exercise that you do next is called a dream budget. Some of you guys have heard me talk about this. And this really feeds your why, okay? So the dream budget is if money was no restriction and you could blow it out of the water this year, what are the things that you would invest in or do or buy or be? This is called a dream budget. So last year, one of the things on my dream budget was to purchase land to build a home. Well, there's a line item on that. How much does it cost, right? Okay. Now what do I need to sell in order to stretch myself to that dream budget and pay for that thing, right? 
So this year on my dream budget, I'll tell you what are, what's on my dream budget just to challenge you to think about yours. What's on my dream budget is to begin the build of our mountain home. I know exactly how much money I need to put down. Okay. Also on the dream budget is to buy an RV, which we actually just did. So I can take that off the list to enjoy the land until the house is built. <laughs> okay. Check that one's done. All right. Trips, a trip to St. John with the family. I told you my why is experience with family. We're bringing both sets of grandparents, booking this beautiful home, right? How much is that going to cost? Lights, like the Airbnb you're renting. How much money do you want to spend there? I also am planning a restorative trip for just my husband and I to Sedona for a week. What is that going to cost? Right? I also plan to invest in another business. I want to invest in a startup. I'm diversifying my income. I also have a goal to max out my self-employed 401k this year. Okay. What is that? Well, if I do a self-employed, I think it's 20K plus there's an owner's contribution. I think I can contribute up to 60K, right? You need to know these numbers. You need to know these numbers of the things that you want in your dream budget. And then the last stretch goal, which I am clear to myself that this may be a 2024 goal, is mom wants an AMG G-Wagon, Mercedes G-Wagon, right? That is a total luxury. I don't like, this is just for me, right? Has nothing to do with anybody else. I just want that. I just want that G-Wagon, right? So (laughs) it's on my like stretch goal. If Jackie and I can crush this funnel we're putting out, hey, right? Got to have dreams. Okay. Am I clear that I want you to create a column of all of your business operating expenses and your household operating expenses and what you're held accountable for? If your life were to stay in a steady state in 2023, how much cash needs to run through your life and business to keep things running in the house and the business? And then you're going to create a second column and just start brain dumping your whys, right? Are they vacations? Are they homes? Are they investments? Are they paying off credit card debt? Are they putting kids through college? Is it a wedding? I don't know what your why is. And then get a final dollar value. And that, my friend, is going to begin fueling you to figure out your financial goals for your business in the new year. Okay. Now, the last thing I typically do, well, there's a couple things, but the last big thing that's very important on that day, and if you went to my live event, I talk about this a lot, I prioritize joy First, So before you even get into mapping out your business, mapping out your offers, for those of you who are course creators, mapping out your launches, what I do is I map out everything important to me first. So plan your trips with your family for the entire year. You know what I did? I pull up the school calendar and I block the days the kids have half days. I block the days they have holidays for long weekends for family trips. How many of you have gotten so busy working and like a a teacher work day or a day off for the kids just like sneaks up on you and you're like, shit, what am I going to do with these kids? Right? What if we could flip that on its head and actually capitalize when our kids are out of school because we planned for it. We blocked our calendar and we're actually doing something fun with them and exercising our right as entrepreneurs to own our time. 
So I map that out beginning of the year. I even have my children's birthday parties planned because they're at really bad times. Like my daughter's birthday is the 4th of July. It's never convenient to book her birthday. My son's is like three days after Thanksgiving. I have learned that his birthday parties do way better before Thanksgiving than they do after Thanksgiving. It's hard to corral families and kids and people have like this past year, half the kids who came They couldn't come because they had COVID or the flu from Thanksgiving family gatherings and they couldn't make it to his December birthday party, right? Those are lessons learned as a mom. And now I'm very proactive. It's already planned. Like when my kids turn 10, they get a special trip just with mom and dad. We already have it blocked in the calendar for my 10 year old this year, the trip we're going to take. We have our family trips, our vacations already planned, adult trips already planned. My Christmas holiday party is already planned for next year. I know it sounds crazy, right? But I can tell you that's why I'm happy and I smile and have so much fun every day because I've made this most important first. Nothing can get in the way. And then the other thing is I challenge you to think about how can you add on more restorative things for yourself? So I was pretty good this past year. I did, you know, an adjustment and a deep tissue massage every Wednesday. But one of the things I told myself all year was that I wanted to start learning how to play tennis because I want to learn a sport that my husband plays so that it's, we have something in common that we can do together. That's not just sitting down having dinner. And so how am I taking out another layer this year? I'm actually booking tennis lessons before my adjustment. So I'm going to be taking half days on Wednesday and coming back full day on Thursday. So I'll be playing tennis, getting an adjustment. This is why we do what we do because we can own our calendars. Now, when you're done planning joy first, when you're done creating your dream budget, and when you're done getting really clear with your why, I want you to conduct an analysis of your current budget versus your dream budget. Create that gap analysis of how much additional cash you need to fuel the dream. And then you may want to prioritize the dream buckets so that you can check them off as you go and prioritize where the cash is going. And then the last thing I do on that day one, just to begin brain dumping and getting ready for the next day to really sink my teeth in the business is I get out a huge sheet of paper. And on the left-hand side, I write down, I break the paper into, into half, 2022, 2023. And over on the far left-hand side, I start writing down all my offers, okay? So I write down for 2022, I wrote down LinkedIn Method Academy, Agency, Mastermind, Business Basics, the live events. We have like five major offers. And then I have private one-on-one coaching, right? And then what I did under the 2022 column is I pulled out my financial data from the year and I wrote down exactly how much money I made in each category. And then you take a step back. And if you're in my mastermind, I've done this exercise with you before. And you look at the success of your business and you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Which one required the most energy of me? Which one required the most time of me? Which one cost me the most money to run? And which one was the most enjoyable? And sometimes there'll be something glaring when you step back and you look. So for me, the business that brought in the most revenue for the year was the LinkedIn Method Academy. The one that required the most energy of me was our agency. And this is your post-mortem analysis of like, okay, 
which offers took a lot of time, but maybe not a lot of reward. I didn't enjoy it. Or which ones created a lot of revenue that I love, right? This is your chance to take a look and say, where do I want to lean in? Like this one was really profitable and I enjoyed it. How can I pour gasoline on that one? Where do I maybe need to lean out? Which one required a lot of work of me? I didn't really enjoy it. And maybe it didn't bring in a whole lot of revenue, right? Like hopefully it's that simple for you. Sometimes it's not that simple, but sometimes there's a glaring obvious one that you're like, okay, I need to pump the brakes on that one and create space for something else. Is this making sense? Okay. And what I typically do is that today, it can be a full day for you. And the right-hand column for 2023, you're going to save for the next day with a fresh mind, right? I encourage in that day one that, you know, you take some long walks in nature. Maybe you do some meditation, you do some exercising, but you want to break it up and, and call it a day at some point, right? Find a really great Netflix documentary if you're me and, and uh, just uh, hang out in your pajamas. Okay. So then we get to day two. So I told you day one was the why right? We got clear on the why and we did a business analysis. Now we're very well informed on what we want to accomplish, how much money we need to make and how much money we made last year. And now on day two, we're going to get into the what. So what do we need to lean into and pour gasoline on this year or create? Is it a new offer to meet the gap for my dream budget in life? So what will you offer in 2023? So for us, I told you we're going to do more of the same. However, we are folding in two new modalities. I was not willing to do anything new last year. I wanted to fine tune and execute on what we did and we did well. This year, we're going to play in the space of web funnels. We are going to crush and launch a funnel that's automated. Okay. We've never done that before. I'm ready to get uncomfortable and play with that. Okay. I also am doing one-on-one intensives with clients for hypno breath work because I absolutely love it. I've learned that I really enjoy unblocking entrepreneurs to help them move forward in business. So these are two new things that I didn't have in my back pocket last year. You have to be you know, careful in how you map out your revenue on those things. If you have no experience or data to back it up, I don't recommend that you just put all your eggs in that one basket and assume it's going to take off. It maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but you just want to be judicious there, right? So now you look at your new offers, your current offers in that right-hand column for 2023. And from there, that is where you must be able to take your financial goal in each swim lane and reverse engineer how you will get there. Some of you are in real estate and you're in network marketing. Some of you are in coaching and you're also in investing. Some of you have courses and you've got group stuff and you've got one-on-one. You're all very different. You have different revenue streams and you have to assess them and ask yourself, which ones light me up the most are going to create great profit that can help fuel my why and my dream budget. And then you're going to have to reverse engineer the numbers needed to hit those goals. I know Julie and I just went through this exercise in a one-on-one, and I know a lot of our mastermind members did. I will tell you, I do have a podcast episode. This is for a totally different day. I have like a 45-minute podcast episode, but I walk you through 
the process of mapping out. If you, let's say you have an audacious goal of half a million dollars in coaching this year. Well, now you need to figure out if it's in a course program, you need to figure out how many clients, like what are you pricing it at? How many clients need to come in? And how many times a year do you need to host conversion events to make this number happen? You also need to know what your conversion ratios are. And again, this is for a different day. I highly recommend you go listen to my podcast on how to price and map your launches, but we are very strategic. I have six launches mapped this year for the LinkedIn Method Academy. So I'll give you an example. I actually have five accounted for. I don't count the sixth one because I like, I would like for that one to be taken off the calendar. I'm not counting it for revenue if we meet our revenue goals for the other five, but I always have an extra one just in case we don't. Okay. So I have reverse engineered. We want to do 2 million in sales for the LinkedIn Method Academy this year. So I take that 2 million and divide it by five. That's how much cash I might want to bring in. Now, not to make your head explode, but we're actually raising the price incrementally with each launch, which means I don't need as many people per launch because by the time we get to the fifth launch, we'll be charging $5,000 for the academy. So I actually don't need as many people to enroll in the masterclass, nor do I need as many people to register in order to hit my revenue goal. Okay. I hope this doesn't make your brain explode, but you can make it quick and easy and divide by five, whatever. But for us, and you also have to ask yourself, like, how hard do I want to work for this, right? How many conversion events do I want to host? How am I going to do this? So I highly recommend that you go listen to that podcast and you need to do this for every single offer. Okay. So for us, we only do business basics twice a year. It is a six month program. And so we have very specific launch goals this summer for business basics and in the fall for business basics, totally different kind of strategy to how we recruit and convert for that. And so you want to go through each line item and I create a business plan for each business with milestones throughout the year, right? So if you guys know, if our goal is 2 million with the Academy, well, within the first two launches, we should be pretty clear if we're on track to hit that 2 million for the year or not, right? But if you didn't set a goal and you aren't tracking it, how do you know where you're going? How do you know you'll ever arrive? And how do you know what to set aside for the dream budget if you don't have a financial plan, right? Is it making sense? Okay. So you want to do this for every offer. And then what I do is the next step in that is actually mapping it out in the calendar, right? So my team, they can attest to this. They could tell when I was in this mode because they got calendar invites like all day long for the entire year coming at them. I mapped out each launch around what was important to my family, around family vacations, around historically what I know does well for launches and, and months that don't, right? I owned the calendar around my life so that joy comes first and not the other way around. And that way you prevent burnout because you've made space for joy. So you're going to do this for every single offer. And that is, that will take you most of day two. Okay. Now it's time to move into day three, the how, right? So we figured out the what, which are what offers you're going to lean into and mapping them out right? And some of the mapping out may be part of the how, right? So your day two and day three may blend a little bit, 
But what I do on my day three, and some of you may have seen my stories on this, I actually, and depending on the size of your business and your support team, I actually start mapping out my team and their roles and their responsibilities and the gaps in the needs in our business, right? And this is where understanding your operating expenses are so important because you need to know based off revenue, what room do you have in your budget to hire out, right? And if there's no room in your budget, is there opportunities to swap? There's many of you in here who have incredible skill sets and services that you could swap for each other. So like one of my friends, I can't tell you how many mastermind members of mine in my mastermind that I'm in who've swapped between 20 and 80 grand worth of services between the two of us with no cash exchange, right? So I want you to think about that. Like maybe you want to get into Pinterest, but you don't like, and maybe you're an expert on Facebook ads, right? Well, could you find someone in the community who is a Pinterest expert? I know there was someone in here earlier. And could you swap services with zero exchange for cash? So I want you to get strategic and resourceful. My brand photographer, we're doing, she's doing some branding photography for me at my live events and we're managing her LinkedIn account. Zero dollars exchanged, but there's a contract written. I do recommend a contract when you do that. Okay. So get resourceful. But in the how, I look at staff alignment to program mapping. Listen, we're scaling up. We're anticipating 50 to 60 new clients in January in the academy. We needed more social sellers and concierge to support the number of registrations that are going to come through. We're anticipating two to three, the amount of registrants. So are you planning for that? Are you mapping it out? Where is there overlap? Like, you know, where people are, they've got the same job descriptions. Are you overpaying, underpaying, or do you have people doing the same thing? So you want to analyze that. And then are you measuring performance for the people who are working for you? Do you have a job description for what they do, right? How can you hold someone accountable to their work if you haven't, you don't have it written down and you don't have SOPs for it? So you guys will see this Thursday, the output of this activity that I did, Jackie, my operations director is flying in and all day Friday, we're taking the job descriptions that I came up with in the cabin and putting them into metrics on a board so that our team can check in with me on a weekly basis. And you may say, well, I'm a solopreneur, like, or I've got one or two people working for me. This doesn't really matter. I highly recommend you start now (laughs) because it is much easier to start now than try to do it when your business starts to explode, right? Because Blady, again, can attest to this. When your business takes off, if you're not very calculated and you don't have people's roles written down, it can really backfire on you. We went from like 20 clients to 75 clients overnight. And the virtual assistant we had helping us said that she was out. She couldn't handle it. And we didn't, this was three years ago, and we didn't have a job. I had just trained her off the cuff. I didn't have a job description. I didn't have her daily tasks. And when she was out and the business was taken off, that was a bad reflection for us of client service and how we were serving our clients. And I didn't have the bandwidth to train up somebody new, but I didn't have a template to pass on to anyone, right? So I cannot underscore to you how important this is. So you're going to be seeing me do this and creating metrics where people can report in on what they're doing. How many of you have podcasts? 
you know, like podcast managers. I was thinking about this with Anne. Like we've got all kinds of metrics that she can be reporting in on each week, right? Same thing with the number of people on the team. So I just want you guys thinking about that. So staff alignment to program mapping, where are the gaps? Where do you maybe need to hire? I have found at every level in my business, what creates the plateau is my own bottleneck, right? It's my own bottleneck of something I need to be handing off to someone else. My most recent hire was elevating Sadie into our creative director role. I was the major bottleneck in managing all of my content going out on all the platforms. And now I've delegated it to someone who's better at it anyway than I ever could be, right? Okay. So staff alignment, number two, I I hit on this a little bit, but you know, your operating expense budget, like where are you today and what are you willing to invest to get to your stretch goal? I'll give you an example. When I analyzed my entire business, I found some glaring gaps. Okay. One of my glaring gaps, and you guys might laugh at this, given that I am the LinkedIn expert, we're so busy coaching everyone else And I historically have always, I know how to do LinkedIn, right? But then I got so busy and I'm the CEO and I have five businesses that guess who's not managing her LinkedIn account well? This girl. And all of my students, you, are looking at my account as the example, right? But I'm so busy running my business that I'm not giving the attention to my LinkedIn account like I should. So what did I do during this day three? I went through and created all the metrics of things that needed to be done on my LinkedIn account that I'm not consistently doing, that I'm coaching you guys to do, right? And I hired someone and I'm training her tomorrow on being accountable for all of it. It was a glaring hole for me. I also found I had a glaring, believe it or not, as great as we've done with our business, I don't have anybody in charge of sales. Can you believe that? There's nobody in my business in charge of sales. So I'm like, I need somebody accountable to get on our team calls and say, here's the financial goal for this launch. Here's where we're tracking. Check in every day with where we're headed, right? So I created a job description, exactly what I needed. And I hired someone into it. So find your gaps. That's number two. Number three on day three, I'm going to challenge all of you that this body, this vessel is the most valuable asset in your business. What's between your ears and how you're nurturing yourself, how you're nourishing yourself and how you're taking care of yourself will have a massive impact on your business this year. And so I highly challenge you in your retreat to spend some time creating a health plan. Who's heard me say your health plan is your wealth plan? Because we can't afford to be sick. When I was in corporate, I welcomed a sick day. I could just shut my computer and be like, I'm out. I don't feel good. And I could lay on the couch and watch Netflix all day long and still get paid. That is not the life of the entrepreneur. We cannot afford to be sick. Not to mention if we're not taking care of ourselves, we don't think clearly. We're irritable. We don't respond clearly. We can't think creatively and we have more sick days. So I highly encourage you to think about what can you commit to this year consistently and do not leave your retreat until you have a health plan. I signed up for another half marathon before I left. You guys know I'm really committed. I'm in actually in a nutritional mastermind that's plant-based, committed to the intermittent fasting, just finished a six-day detox. It was awesome. I'm committed to meditation and breath work. That is like filling my soul on Tuesday nights. I'll be doing my 
I'll be in um, a program where I'm going through a journey for 11, 12 weeks in unblocking my purpose through mindset and meditation and breath work. I'm committed to cold plunging and infrared. That's the other thing I tacked on to my deep tissue and adjustment is infrared therapy right afterwards for 30 minutes, once a week, light therapy, right? Like I said, I'm doing more of the same. It worked for me last year. Now, can I, how do I just take it another level, right? I also have an energetics coach. You guys have her too. If your commitment is that you stream live with her once a month, Courtney, I work with her one-on-one privately. She's very affordable. If anybody wants a one-on-one energetics coach and she doesn't do like long-term contracts, but she's also streaming live for you every month. If that is your one commitment to mindset, make it happen. I have a call with her this afternoon at 2.30 from 2.30 to 3.30. She holds me accountable and calls me on my shit. I am the ideogram eight who is like a bulldozer, right? And she helps me. She helps me tremendously with that awareness. Okay. So that's a lot of day three. Day four. I leave space on day four to review and process everything you worked through. By day four of my retreat, what happens is I have about 12 pieces of paper that I've brainstormed on that now need to be transcribed digitally onto my computer and action needs to be taken. So for instance, I need a marketing lead for every single outfit in my business, whether it's email, SMS, affiliates, Facebook ads, like this was one of my brain dumps, right? And this was up on the wall. Now it's written down on a Word document. Now, the one thing I didn't hit on is that I want you to track your revenue from last year against your goals. I didn't actually say that. I said for you to get your numbers from last year, but compare them to your goals. What I found is we made more money in some businesses and less than others. We still hit our total revenue goal, but it came to me differently than I planned it, right? And so the bottom line is you're gonna have a ton of sticky notes, One day four, I'm going through and processing all of it and putting it down digitally. Some of you might like to work instantly on your computer and you don't do all the sticky notes and flip charts and that's fine, but you want to process all that you've worked through and you want to start taking action on all that you've worked through. And the final thing that I do is I actually book a call with my team after all is said and done, and I review with them our business goals. They are very clear on what our business goals are, what our launch dates are, and how we're going to get there. And I actually have a brainstorming session with them at that point on their two cents on how we hit these goals. And the next thing I do, and I'm doing it daily right now, is in order to reinvent yourself, in order to elevate from one year to the next, to stretch myself each year and create a new why, we've never been there before. I've never made three and a half million dollars before, ever in a year, right? So how do I get there? Well, what I do is I take everything that we just did and I practice what I preach around the, the meditation, tuning into new potentials. It's a meditation that focuses on the intention, which are your goals, and the emotion, which is how it feels. 
See, I haven't made that three and a half million yet, but I can meditate on what it's going to feel like to walk through that house with my kids in it and the ski gear and the hot chocolate. I can feel myself driving that G-Wagon. I can feel the financial wall around my family of investing in other businesses. And so what brings me to a higher level that keeps me running towards that goal is visioning it every single day. And the way you vision it every day is you have to map it out, right? I have a podcast episode on how I do this, how I brought forth our goals, meditated on it, lived in it, envisioned it all year last year. And that's what I'm doing this year because it's very easy. And I am victim just like everyone else right before the year started, like the new year, the day before I came back to work, that little girl who's intimidated was talking in my ear. Who are you to think you're going to do three and a half million dollars this year? Your first launch is going to be a flop. Nobody's going to show up. You just hired all these people and you're not going to have cash right? Like none of us are immune to this. And I can either entertain those ideas and start reducing my vibration, reducing my energy and living in a fear-based mentality. Or I can say, hell no, I'm going to write down all the goals I have this year from an intention standpoint. I'm going to write down exactly how it's going to feel with gratitude, happiness, fulfillment, securement, safety. And I write them all down. And then I look at them. And then I go to YouTube and I find a tuning into new potentials meditation. And I vision that three and a half million and how it's going to feel. And I reprogram my brain to step into that three and a half million dollar business owner I'm becoming instead of regressing into a fearful entrepreneur who's fearful of success. A couple of things I suggest is, and then and for those of you who are into the woo and doing the meditations, what I will tell you, it's chapter 15 in Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, chapter 15, Becoming Supernatural. You can even, you can go to Google and find the entire book for free and find chapter 15 if you want. And he talks you through how to map out intention versus emotion. Intention is the what and the how. So the intention is three and a half million. 2 million with LinkedIn Method Academy, $450,000 in mastermind sales. Like it's, it's very black and white, but then the emotion is the why. And you can't reprogram your brain without living in the emotion of the future success, right? And so I, I highly recommend that. Now, here's some tips that I suggest before I leave my retreat, I actually have the next year's retreat already blocked. So I already have, I actually have five days blocked in November of 2023 for my next business retreat. And not only do I have those blocked, I have performance reviews with my team for an hour and a half, third quarter of every year. Okay. And they're already blocked for this year. So they're in October. What that does for me as a leader is I have performance reviews with my team in October and can help understand. It's a very dynamic conversation about how they're performing, what they enjoy, what they want to lean into and grow and learn more about, and maybe what's really not their jam that maybe we can reprioritize or redelegate to someone else. But having all that data in my head before I head to my retreat helps me understand the people piece 
and how I may be able to shift or add, right? So like I know from my one-on-one with Lisa, who's our program manager, that she's really interested in becoming an OBM. And so I'm investing in her doing some coursework and rising her up in that space and can delegate more work to her in that area. But if you're not having these conversations with the people who work with you, contractors, full-time, whatever, you're not going to know how you can you can maneuver people within your business, right? I've learned that Blady loves the bookkeeping and she's not crazy about being an executive assistant. And she's like, especially if we're going to three and a half million dollars this year, it's going to keep me really busy managing the books. So maybe we need a full-time executive assistant and she's kind of really running front and center with the bookkeeping. But had I not had these conversations with her, I wouldn't know how to plan for it, right? And that just comes with leadership. So that is day four. And those are the things I book before I leave. And I think that is that is it. So I'll recap for you. Come prepared. Come with your financials. Come with your current operating expenses. Come with how much money you made last year, what your goals were this past year, and come with a theme in mind. Day one, dive into why you're doing this. Day two, you're going to dive into what you're going to offer to meet the why, meet the dream budget. Day three, you're going to dive into the how. What strategies are you going to take and make sure not to forget your health plan. Day four is that extra cushion day to process everything, put it on paper and schedule a call with your team if you have one to talk about your goals, right? And that is it. Thanks guys so much for listening in on today's podcast episode. I can't wait for you to see my upcoming guest in the next episode. You are going to love this keynote speaker. Hey, here's the deal. If you liked this, please subscribe and leave a review. And you want the latest online business growth strategies and exclusive LinkedIn pro tips sent straight to your phone? Text the word UPDATES to 1-833-310-7171. Again, text the word UPDATES to 1-833-310-7171. Can't wait to see you guys. Come find me over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like to hang. I cannot wait to hear how you are enjoying and applying what you're learning. You guys reach out to me over on social because I love hearing what's resonating with you. When you reach out to me and you send me those personal DMs, they really do impact the content I continue to bring forward to you. So again, come find me, Melissa underscore Hinault over on Instagram, Melissa Hinault over on LinkedIn and Facebook. Can't wait to see you guys over there.